Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Bursting the Bubble podcast. My name is Promise, joined by Andy, Ishis, and Rohit. And today we're going to be going into the NFC East. The NFC uh, Least. The NFC Least, yeah. This the least interesting division. Worst, the worst <laughs> division in NFL. Yeah. yeah, by far. Yeah. It's a consistently mediocre division, but because they're also consistently mediocre, it's a fun division to watch because the, the races are always tight. Yeah, uh, yeah. The games are fun to watch, but the the storylines are the always story fun to watch. Storylines yeah. are great. Uh, but before we jump into the NFC East, we have another bit of news uh, about a safety by the name of Earl Thomas, the third. The third. The third. <laughs> that is correct. What an off season for him, man! Like, yeah. What a twenty twenty for him. He starts. Well, what else has happened? His twenty no, his twenty nineteen, and then twenty twenty starts with him talking shit to the Patriots about the Titans, and then getting absolutely destroyed by Derrick Henry, Henry, which was hilarious in and of itself. And then uh, his fiance puts a gun to his head about two months ago mm. because she caught him in bed with another woman and his brother. So which, apparently, which, apparently, it might not have been in the same bed, but like. In- <laughs> The same in house, the same room, the same the idea. Same They're in an Airbnb. They're in an Airbnb. The concept is it's it's not good. It's not not a good look at not all. Not a good look. Not a good look at all. Uh, Bussing with the boys getting a little too close, but uh, <laughs> and then and then that 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 was not the end of his uh, interesting off season. Uh, about a week ago, he throws a punch in practice, and apparently, it's not the first time uh, action like this has happened. And the Ravens took this as an opportunity to not only cut him. But they're trying to get out of paying the guaranteed money as well, which usually means that they are not happy with his performance at all. So should be fun yeah. to watch. Yeah, yeah. I mean, when they when they structured the contract, I think there was some uh, something that if they if he gets cut by the team, they can void all the guarantees. So a uh, good move on the Ravens' part when they uh, when they made that. Contract. Yeah, but now they're like they're without a very good. He's still very good. He's yeah, a, he's really good. A big piece of that team. That team is built through the secondary. And to lose yeah. your free safety three weeks before the season starts because of character issues, that sh- I mean, you never want to be put in that situation. And that just shows how important or how bad his conduct must have been for them to swallow that pill. Yeah, and another like thing that highlights that how bad his conduct must have been is the fact that no one has even shown interest in picking him up yet. Like the the Cowboys were a name that was floated around recently. We'll talk about the Cowboys later in this episode. But he was... I, but he it, it ends up being that the Cowboys don't want him. They drop out of those talks. So it looks like yeah. nobody's really trying to get this really good player still. So, I mean, his his conduct off the field has really set him back. Which is yeah, interesting. I think, because... I think it's very telling, yeah. <laughs> yeah I mean, since, since when has the yeah, off-the-field conduct? I cared about that. Yeah. I think I mean, he's being put in that same category of those players who are really talented but might just be a terrible Antonio move Brown. for the – yeah, a terrible yeah. move for the locker room essentially. Yeah. Like, it's not necessarily worth the risk. Um, I mean, in the NFL, talent is always worth the risk. I mean, it's always the same fair. boat as AB, right? Antonio the same Brown, boat, Des Bryant as well. Des Bryant was also in that boat. Des Bryant was also old. They, he wasn't nearly producing. I think AB's a better comp, but AB did yeah. like, a little more, honestly. like We can yeah, all agree. Yeah, yeah. AB, yeah. AB's actions were a little No, but like, AB's, AB's actions matched his skill. Like, obviously, I think AB would be more... Is more talented than Earl Thomas, but his actions were way worse. So it evens out, I guess. Extremes <laughs> on both ends. Yeah, yeah. It can't, um, the, the net gain and loss is the same for yeah. both of them. For yeah, for the Ravens, their backup safeties are now Chuck Clark. I mean, the replacements are right now they have Chuck Clark and Desmond Elliott. Um, 
never really heard of those guys before. I mean, Chuck Clark was the guy who got punched by. Oh yeah, Chuck Clark was the guy. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I think I've heard that the Ravens coaches do like some of those backup safeties. But obviously, they, always, they always say they that. have to say that. That, yeah. that is true. Yeah, obviously they <laughs> Man, don't. Man, we're, we're screwed <laughs> this season. <laughs> Chuck sucks. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I don't know. Uh, I think he, I think he'll go somewhere. I think he'll definitely play this season, and wherever he goes, it'll be it'll be storylines. I, I was like watching players who go to new teams and seeing how they do. Uh, it's just it's just insane that this guy was like considered the prototype for that ball hawking free safety and then he has like a fallout with seattle and nobody are like okay seattle didn't treat him right but seattle's known to be a very well-run organization and he goes to the ravens another well-run organization and he also has a fallout so at some point you know you build a reputation for yourself as a player and not a good one i don't think he has much leverage in getting a new team to sign him for a solid contract um i think he might end up just going for a veteran minimum at this point yeah, especially right. Or or a contract that's structured around like incentives, really, like being his performance, he gets bonuses and whatnot. I think that's that's the, probably the ideal move for him now. He was on the All Decade team this year, wasn't he? Like, yeah, he was, very, he was very good. Yeah, so. he was very very yeah. good. Just goes yeah, this show. is not taking away from his talent. He's a very talented safety. No one's questioning. Yo, Jets though. <laughs> yeah, the Jets could use a safety. <laughs> hey, don't sleep on my boy. Don't sleep on my boy. Uh, Ash- what about Ashton oh, sorry, sorry. Davis? Ashton Davis. Yeah, yeah, Ashton yeah. Davis. All right, and that's that's enough. We're in off season for safeties, though. Oh yeah, really? What yeah, happened? What else happened? Not just Jamal. Jamal. Well, just just oh, those two. Buddha Baker. Buddha Baker. Buddha Buddha Baker. Buddha Baker. Buddha Baker. Yeah. Signed to a record-setting contract for a safety. As of this yeah. morning, yeah. yeah. So this I, morning. I'm surprised. Fifteen million a year is the highest paid for a safety. I mean, safety is not a very valuable position. It's like a tight end. Right, that's true, and yeah, fifteen yeah. million is the current max. Well, we kind of talked about tight ends. I feel, I feel like tight ends should be paid a little, little bit more. And but people, you know, fifteen million for George Kittle, fifteen million for Buda Baker. Yeah, you know, I'll take yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think the Cardinals are just trying to lock up some because they, they see that they have Kyler on their rookie contract. Right, they're trying to probably you'll see a lot of extensions coming out of that that team for a while, especially with young safeties like Jamal and Derwin James and Isaiah. I'm mean, eventually like they're gonna have to be paying these players. So yeah, uh, they're trying to lock them up early, which is good. Good roster building. All right, let's uh, let's move on to the main part of this, which is the NFC East breakdown. It's going to be a scintillating conversation, and we will start with the team that had one uh, very interesting offseason. That is the Washington Football Team. Yeah, uh, it's going to be tough. I've I've known this team as their other name my entire life, so if I slip up, I apologize in advance. I mean no offense. But uh, anyway, yeah, any discussion about the WFTs cannot start without their name change. It's a long time coming. It basically started once their sponsor, their their stadium sponsor, FedEx, was like, yeah, I'm I'm not going to sponsor this team anymore if you guys uh, don't change the name, which shows that the real change only comes when – when money is on the, on the line, yep, which is yep. fine. Uh, another uh, housekeeping point for the Redskins is, oh, my God. Oh <laughs> so my fast. <laughs> for the Washington <laughs> football team is that um, they – How do you address them? What do you say? The football teamers? Like, yeah, it's, it's tough. It's tough. The Washington. Washington. Another, Washington. another point for the Washington. Yeah, yeah. They had a huge sexual harassment scandal, bad culture. I think it's well known that Dan Snyder is not a very good person, nor is he a good football owner. So, uh, boo, Snyder. Boo. All right. On to the football news. Uh, I actually think they had a pretty solid football offseason. 
all things considered. Uh, they got rid of Jay Gruden, their previous head coach, and signed a no-nonsense kind of old-school defensive-minded head coach in Ron Rivera after coming off two Coach of the Year seasons with the Carolina Panthers, one 15-1 campaign that ended in a Super Bowl defeat. Also bringing over defensive-minded head coach, uh, defensive coordinator, Jack Del Rio. I think he used to coach the Raiders at some point. Yeah, he did. Um, he was there when they were in the right, Yeah, before Gruden. Yeah, so anyway, like two two good defensive minds. Uh, I think that that's going to be key to build this team, especially since um, the strength of this team is definitely on the defensive end. They have uh, three first-round draft picks on their defensive line with Chase Young, Deron Payne, and uh, Montez Sweat on the last three years, as well as a good veteran in Ryan Kerrigan. Uh, I see this uh, defense a lot like the Niners were last year. I'm sorry for always bringing up the Niners, but this is a really, really uh, direct. <laughs> this time it actually makes sense. <laughs> it actually <laughs> makes sense, I swear. <laughs> they got a bunch of talent on their defense, and not a whole bunch of that is in the back four. So they're hoping that they can get a lot of pressure through Chase Young, who looks to be a generational talent, and then hope that covers for their um, their warts in the secondary. Uh, secondary additions would be Kendall Fuller, whom, if you recall, was traded to the Chiefs for along with Alex Smith uh, in that trade a couple years ago. And then now he's back on the, the Washington football team after winning a Super Bowl. And he was like, okay... <laughs> I can go to the one place where it's the least likely that I'll win a Super Bowl now. So uh, he's good corner, but the secondary, not a lot of strength there. Uh, On to the offensive end. Uh, Their current starting quarterback is second-year quarterback Dwayne Haskins from Ohio State. He was drafted pretty highly, I think 14 or 15. He didn't have the greatest rookie season, but as we've mentioned before, it's kind of hard when the rest of your team, except for the wide receiver one, is pretty poor. They got a mediocre offensive line. They've got an aging Adrian Peterson uh, and Terry Rozier, who's a very outstanding third round. Terry Rozier. Terry oh Rozier. Terry McLaurin. Terry McLaurin. So they're both. I've they're watching both, too much NBA recently. They're both scary. You know, it's hard. It's hard to. It's hard to keep track. Yeah, yeah. Scary Terry's. Yes. My favorite so. wide receiver. Yeah, Andy's big on him. Uh, are you going to keep him in our fantasy league? By the way, I am not. I do not trust the Redskins offense okay, whatsoever. But, Washington offense, Andy. But he's a very talented <laughs> wide receiver. Yeah, he's very good. Um, oh, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm yeah. sorry for that slip up. <laughs> yes, but other than that, uh, they really have no talent on the offensive end. So I have very low expectations for this team. Um, one thing that I do look for is that they can maybe develop Dwayne Haskins a little more, show a little trust. Um, they drafted a running back with their second-round pick with uh, Antonio Gibson hopefully replacing the void that Darius Geis left. Another, Another outstanding off-season scandal. scandal for the Washington football team. Uh, I think it was domestic abuse. Choked his girlfriend out. Uh, good on the Redskins for cutting him. but uh, I mean, Good on Washington. Oh, my God. It's tough, tough, tough. No, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, yeah, so... I mean, I don't know. What do, you guys, what do you guys think about the Washington team? I think if their defense can't... The best part of the time to watch this team is uh when they're on the defensive end just to watch chase young in that defensive line other than that defensive line, yeah definitely. not much fun i mean I, I feel like last season even they were like really good at run stuffing surprisingly um i i like there was there was one game i, I can't remember who i started on like as a running back against them and they he just got completely shut down so yeah definitely the only really exciting part 
Uh, maybe to see that Dwayne Haskins, Terry McLaurin connection. I know there were teammates back in Ohio State. Yep. Every announcer made a big deal about it every yep. time. Uh, every time they were on TV, and I here I am making a big deal about it. Uh, but yeah, Doing definitely your duty. good. Yes, 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 yes. Um, but yeah, definitely the defensive line is. Uh, the only real exciting part of, on this uh, Washington and, football team. And you can build a team through the defensive line. Uh, you can really turn around a defense uh, and maybe even you know offer turnovers, uh, shorter time of possession for the other team, maybe help out the offense as well. Uh, I, and especially with this coaching staff that is very defensive-minded, I'm excited for this defense. I think they're, they're, they'll be above average, maybe even top 10. That's my bold take for this team. Uh, but as far as offense, it's going to be pretty rough. I've got them at six and ten around. Uh, honestly, I couldn't tell if they're going to finish last in this division because <laughs> you never know. <laughs> you never do. I mean, there were three and thirteen last year. Yeah, I think six and ten is a pretty big jump if they can win three more games. I mean, uh, I think I think, I think a second. Uh, sorry, another year of Dwayne Haskins and Chase Young. I think that could totally I think do Chase, it. Yeah, Chase Young by himself should bring like a win by that by his own. I think improvements on the offense should come with time, so they will yeah. improve. Just we yeah. don't know how much. Yeah, um, I, I kind of think of this team as like the Bills before Josh Allen, where the defense was like everyone just forgot how good the defense was mm-hmm. because the team itself was pretty bad. Yeah, uh, I think the they do. They do need to. Um, they need some help on their secondary. I think. Um, but if they can offense, get that, they should be focusing on the offense. They lost Trent Williams. They have no weapons outside of uh, Terry McLaurin. So. Yeah, but I think if you have a solid defense, that itself can just... Like, if you focus on one thing alone, it definitely helps. Like, in the case of the Bills, like... Or, like, the Bears. Def- or the yeah. Bears, yeah. Like, yeah. One, once you have a solid defense, that alone can make you a playoff contender. Uh, one other storyline is the return of Alex Smith, I think. Mm-hmm. If you want to talk about it a little bit. Uh, unlikely that he ever plays. I, I really don't think he should play. Um... Man, he almost lost his life from a broken leg and sepsis. So, like, you know, maybe maybe don't <laughs> step out on the football field. I mean, it's mad uh, impressive, though, that he's mad impressive. To, like, very, very impressive that he's able yeah. to play in football shape. But, you know, for his own health. Uh, and they also have Dwayne Haskins. I mean, they, at, at the end of the day, this team needs to focus on building a quality team. And it's not just about having a feel-good story in Al- Alex Smith. They need to plan, plan for the future with their first overall pick. Yeah, I think back. Alex Smith's uh, value at this point will be as a mentor. Yep, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So okay, um, I think enough. that's enough yeah. about the Washington <laughs> football team. Yeah. Uh, well, we're going to go one win higher at four and twelve. The New York Giants are um, are a very interesting story, actually. I, I feel like um, so so uh, just just to re to just to say like what they did in the off season. So they hired Joe Judge as their head coach. Um, uh, previously, he <laughs> somehow worked three jobs at the, uh, in the Patriots head, uh, in the coaching scheme. Versatility, so he was an off- <laughs> <laughs> offensive coordinator, wide receivers coach, and a special teams coach. So, yeah, if you if you need him to to uh, move around in your coaching scheme, he's the guy for you. It's <laughs> hilarious. Okay. Uh, yeah. So I think um, the biggest question mark of this organization is um, is the quarterback Daniel Jones. Uh, at times he looked unstoppable. At times he looked uh, to to be a terrible quarterback, uh, to say the least. Um, like 
he he is very fearless under pressure, but sometimes this fear gets better of him. I think he had like ten fumbles last year, and but he also did make very spectacular throws. So he's like very inconsistent. I also want to draw a comparison to like Eli Manning. Um, I feel like Eli Manning had very high highs, you know, the two it, very improbable Super Bowl runs, but then like there were just uh, stretches of seasons where like he he just looked normal. He he wasn't doing anything. I think his career um, record was five hundred. By the way, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Done so, yeah, that kind yeah, of so out. yeah, so inconsistently consistent. Ah, nice. um, yeah, so uh, I I think Daniel Jones can make that second year jump that you've seen in a lot of a lot of quarterbacks and a lot of young quarterbacks. Um, but I, I think his success is definitely is definitely going to impact the uh, giant success as a whole. Uh, and then, of course, you have the the great, uh, I, I think the best running back in the league in Saquon. Uh, he was a little bit worse last year compared to his rookie year. I think that was partially due to his continuous injuries throughout the year. I know he wasn't fully healthy, so look for him to make an even, even bigger impact in his rookie year this year. Uh, hopefully that offensive line can open up some holes for him. Number four um, overall was an offensive tackle, I think. Andrew Thomas, too. Yes, Andrew Thomas. Thomas. Yeah, I'll, I'll be talking about him a little bit later. Uh, they also added Deion Lewis, uh, another pass-catching option at the backfield. But Don't talk against... to me about Deion Lewis. Yeah, Saquon is still going to be uh, the major focus of, of this offense. Uh, they actually have some uh, like decent number of uh, good, not good, not great, Wide receivers, uh, you have Golden Tate. He was always a yards after catch threat. I, he he's so slippery after the catch. Like sometimes I have, I have no idea how he just uh, waltzes past three defenders. And uh, they still have Sterling Shepard, who's a very solid slot receiver and a good safety blanket for Daniel Jones. And then you have the uh, the high uh, the highlight rookie in Darius Slayton. Uh, he was also very inconsistent, inconsistent, like his quarterback. He had like multiple 120-yard, uh, two-touchdown games. Granted, there was against the Jets and the Eagles, two very poor <laughs> secondaries. Okay, that was a, that was a good qualifier because I was actually pretty interested for a second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I, I think he can definitely improve upon what he did in his rookie year. Um, so I, I think that that trio that they have is pretty solid. Um, so it's a pretty solid trio for Daniel Jones to throw to. They don't have a true number one option, but yeah, pretty well-rounded. Uh, their offensive line actually wasn't ba- as bad as people perceived it to be last season. Um, uh, so there's, and there's definitely some things to be optimistic about. Yeah, so as mentioned before, they drafted Andrew Thomas with the fourth overall pick. I think that was a great pick. Um, uh, pr- probably like everyone's number one off- offensive tackle. So they took that off the board and uh, look for him to move across the line. So right now he's he's a uh, right tackle, but I think uh, their project with uh, Nate Solder isn't working out. So well, um, he opted I, out I, of the season, I think, too. Oh my oh, god, really? That's a yep. shame. Yeah, I remember he was going to be like he was like the highest paid left tackle coming out of the New England Patriots, and then yeah. he just shat the bed. Yeah, he he opted out of the season, so. Yeah. Oh, okay. That, that's interesting, man. Yeah. yeah. So I feel like Andrew Thomas might even step into, might even like dabble into some left tackle this year. Uh, so I, I look for him to be the future blindside protector for Daniel Jones. Uh, and then some, some other shore ups in the offensive line, they drafted th- Matt Peart out of UConn in the third round. 
Uh, he he's a classic developmental prospect. Uh, he performed really well in college, but he definitely still has some work for the big leagues. So uh, definitely not a terrible offensive line. Um, I think they'll be just around the middle of the pack. Uh, and as far as defense goes, I think defense is the worse worse uh, side of the ball for for the Giants. Um, they did add some, or they have like a decent offensive line. They have Dexter Lawrence from that was a first round. Pick I can't a year think ago. of any players on this defense, honestly. Yeah, they did uh, add Bradbury. Um, from the back. Uh, James Bradbury, Bradbury uh, the Panthers cornerback. Yeah. I'll talk about him a little bit later. I'm sure he's very glad to be uh, not playing in the NFC South anymore. Uh, <laughs> yeah, for real. But yeah, so the defensive line. I mean, it's still not good. Uh, they're like they're pretty decent at uh, run stuffing. I think uh, all all the all four like defensive tackles, defense ends that they had last year were ranked like pretty high for run stuffing. But they have absolutely no pass rush, and they didn't acquire anyone to help with that this offseason. So uh, with this pass heavy league now, this that's going to be a problem. And linebackers aren't aren't even that great either uh blake martinez they did add him uh from the packers i don't think we mentioned him uh when we did the packers episode so uh they will actually probably make the packers defense a little bit worse uh hopefully he can um produce a little bit for the giants off giants defense that is terrible at the linebacking core um but yeah there's there's really not many significant upgrades for the linebacking core so uh, that defense is still going to get torn apart this next season. Um, so I think the secondary is probably their best uh, best position group. They did add James Bradbury, as previously mentioned. Uh, I'm sure he's very glad not to match up with the likes of Michael Thomas, Julio Jones, and uh, who's that? Who's Mike, that Evans. Receiver? Mike, yeah, Mike Evans. Mike Evans. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm sure he's very glad not to <laughs> match, match, up with, match up with those guys twice a year. But other than that, they really just have a revolving door of unproven talent. Uh, DeAndre Baker is not even going to be playing anymore. <laughs> yeah, what happened? Uh, Wasn't he, like, uh, arrested? Yeah, I think he recently got four counts of robbery. Armed robbery as a professional football player. Yeah, yeah. and Quentin Mind Dunbar got off, got off scotch-free. That is insane. What a decision. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's certainly a choice to make. <laughs> Yeah, on the one hand, I can play football yeah. for the rest of my life, or I can be in jail for money. Oh man! Anyway, yeah. did he get cut, or is he still no team? He's, a, he's I, arrested. I he's in jail. Oh, he's in jail. He got oh. charged with four counts of armed robbery. Oh, you can't play football anymore. <laughs> this is a first round draft pick, twenty seven or high twenties. I mean, like a 30, 30. 30? Um, oh, yeah. My God. Yeah, what a uh, waste! It's a bad look. It's a bad look, man. Uh, but other than that, in the secondary, uh, like I said, it's still a revolving door. I think they added Jabril Peppers and Julian Love this off season. Um, yeah. I, I've heard uh, Joe Judge has said some good things about those two players, as well as their rookie Xavier McKinney. Uh, maybe they they will make an impact, but yeah, the the secondary will still be poor. Um, and uh, I, I know I said this is probably the better position group out of all three, which is saying something about the rest of the defense. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, but uh, as far as outlook, I, I, I want to say that Daniel Jones makes a step this year, and that's why I have them going 7-9 and nine this year. And honestly, I think that might be better than the Eagles this year. I'm just going to say that right now. I disagree extremely strongly with both of those statements. 
number. I, mean, the, I think it's a jump. It's definitely a jump, but I don't see a jump happening, especially because all these second year jumps that we've seen over the course of like the last maybe five, ten years, they happen when when a player has consistency at the head coaching position. When you don't have consistency at the head coaching or the play calling position, it's very hard to to progress as a young quarterback. Look at Baker Mayfield; he had an outstanding rookie season, and then yeah, he had his offensive coordinator being promoted, so that's a little bit of internal consistency. But without like the overall, you know, same play callers running his team, he completely fell off. And that's not all on the play caller, but that still has to factor in. Whereas Patrick Mahomes, Carson Wentz, Lamar Jackson, all these guys, they have outstanding head coaches behind them. So this second year jump may not actually happen if you're if you're not looking at the same coach. Yeah, I feel like we see this a lot in rookie quarterbacks where out of coming out of the draft, we always have high hopes for uh, a lot of these players based on just talent. But usually most of the time it usually comes down to the coaching staff and the culture and, um, you know, the players they're uh, surrounded by, you know, in terms of like Lamar Jackson, he was with the Ravens, which was a great um, organization to play for. And that obviously helped him. Same thing with Patrick Mahomes as well, being able to play for Andy Reid. So and do you see the Giants as one of those quote unquote I mean, good organizations? I think I you not. should at least, I mean, you should at least wait to see what Joe just can do. You never know. Like, and you might surprise. You all haven't even mentioned Jason Garrett's their offensive coordinator now. Oh, right. Oh, boy. So, so that, oh, I don't know okay. if it's a plus. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, Jason Garrett is um, he's a running-minded coach, so that yeah. should bode well for Saquon. Yeah, I mean, but, it, Saquon's going to do well no matter what. But I think like that just goes on to the whole inconsistency throughout, right? Like, it's a new offensive coordinator. So, and this yeah. pandemic-shortened season, yeah. right? Again, like, so people with the same offensive system, I think you'll see a market difference between those guys yeah. and uh people that are shifting even even like veteran players like even tom brady as smart as he is you know, he's never had to navigate a new system before and now he has to do it like completely crazily it's going to be tough for those players yeah i mm-hmm. think Dwayne haskins is more likely to have a step up than daniel jones even though he also is going to yeah i mean i mean i don't think they're both either gonna either of them are gonna have a huge step up but yeah i think there's too many moving or new pieces around daniel jones for him to make a huge step forward yeah. yeah, I mean, I wanted to uh, go back a little bit to last year, the 2019 NFL draft, where for quarterbacks, it was Kyler, and then we all assumed it would be Dwayne Haskins yeah. coming with his 50 touchdowns from Ohio State and all the pedigree. And with the sixth over- overall pick, the Giants ended up taking Daniel Jones from Duke, and we all were shocked. You know, we thought, you know, the Giants lost their mind. They just wanted <laughs> Eli's successor and everything. Yeah. Um, but after a year now, I think... Um, it's up for grabs. Like we can't necessarily fall the Giants for it. I'm curious as to what yeah, you guys I mean, think. I mean, I I feel like Daniel Jones played a little bit better than doing Haskins did last year. Yeah, I agree too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I think I, what they said about him coming out of the what the Giants felt they felt that you know he was fearless. He was a guy that you know could handle adversity, and I think they were a little bit right. Um, he is a fearless quarterback, but he's he, the issue is he's a little sloppy. But I think. That might. Yeah, that can I, I think. I think he's fearless to a fault. Yeah. I, an underrated point about Daniel Jones: he had the second fastest clock speed for a quarterback last season, which is insane. Yeah, he's got wheels, dude. He, I, he, he crazy he runs. I didn't know he was that fast, though. That's impressive. Uh, on, it was. It was against the Bucks in his first ever game. That touchdown, if you guys remember, in the read option. Yeah. yeah no yeah, one knew, <laughs> and he just pulled it out, <laughs> and they were like, "Oh my god, this guy can run." Yeah. So yeah, imagine, I, I think I think that's imagine, the best dude. Imagine if you like it run, dude. Imagine. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I agree though, Andy. I think that is enough about the Giants. 
Yeah. Uh, wait, I wait, do wait, see them going. I, just, like, I don't have them. I don't have them above the Eagles, though. Get out of here. Yeah, I don't. I don't think you they're can, above the Eagles either. Yeah, I think they're like a five and eleven team. They could be. No, I think. I, I think they. I think they could do better than the Cowboys. Um, maybe. Oh, oh, that's a good segue. Let's, let's talk. I about, can see uh, the. I mean, you can go ahead. I'll let's talk about the Cowboys. So they were second in the NFC East last year. They were eight and eight. Uh, they've had some pretty good moves, I think, this offseason, which is why I disagree with your take there. I feel like they made a lot of good moves. Uh, first off, they lost Jason Garrett, who was their head coach. Good move. <laughs> yeah, pretty good move. Uh, Jason Garrett's uh, the. I feel like he's the standard for eight and eight. Nine and seven, seven and nine, just getting stuck in the middle all the time. So they moved on. I like that. They, however, they they picked up Mike McCarthy, who was the Packers' old head coach, and I don't know if that's much of an upgrade. So he's an I, offensive I, mind at the very least. I he's guess he's an offensive mind, but they have Kellen Moore as their offensive coordinator, and he worked wondrous with the uh, uh, Cowboys' offense last year. Like the Cowboys' offense last year was like a top five offense. No, dude, they were the number one ranked offense. I think. Were they number one in terms of like yards? Yeah. In terms of yards, yeah. yeah. So, they, had a, yeah. they had a top five offense and defense. Yeah, yeah so it's crazy. The talent well, on they still finish eight and eight. Yeah, the talent on the canceled team out. Is <laughs> <nuts>. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Uh, yeah, so I mean, they have they have uh, the the core of Ezekiel Elliott being their their main driver and the running back. They have Dak Prescott as a quarterback who's still serviceable. I don't think he's taking them to a Super Bowl, but he's a good quarterback. He's a good quarterback, yeah. Uh, they signed Amari Cooper. They re-signed him, gave him $100 million. It's a lot of money. For how many uh, years? Uh, five. 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 Yeah. Uh, he's, a, he's, like we said in our wide receivers episode, he's a really great wide receiver. Um, he really took a huge step up from when he was playing in Oakland. I know you all hate to see that, but that was, uh, I don't know. He seems like two different people. I, I'm glad he got out of there. To be honest with you, yeah, I mean, he just he he looks really good on this offense. Yeah, it's just a waste of talent on open. So, yeah. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> you hate to hear the fans talking like that. Yeah. Uh, but in terms of like their other offseason moves, like their main one was Mike McCarthy getting their uh, that head coaching uh, spot. They also uh, drafted two pretty big names in the draft. First one was Ceedee Lamb, who is a highly highly touted wide receiver prospect. Um, so now they have two excellent route runners, uh, two excellent wide receivers, as well as Michael Gallup. So that makes like three really good wide receivers for Dak Prescott to throw to. Um, yeah, I heard, um, I think it was Mike McCarthy saying uh, that uh, Michael Gallup is playing like a number one receiver. Yeah, I mean, he did say that. They can all be number ones on another team, I feel. Like, and their offensive line players. is like top five. And their offensive line is in It's, it's really been good. top five for it's, like the last 10 years, I yeah. feel like. Consistently yeah. the top um, One issue five. is Travis Frederick did retire. So, yeah, that that's going to be big. Um, they lost the centerpiece of that offensive line. Uh, so, we'll see how that can hold up. But they still have so many other guys who can step up. Well, Zach Martin is always there. They still have Tyron Smith, right? Mm-hmm. Leo Collins. Leo Collins, yeah. I mean, this offensive line is so good. Uh, Dak isn't a quarterback who needs a super sturdy pocket all the time. Like he's he's mobile enough to make do with a okay offensive line. Uh, Zeke is one of the most talented running backs in the game, so it's this offense is incredible. Like it's it's really good, and I I think they're gonna continue to re- be really good. Uh, Kellen Moore when he came in, like the the team entirely took a step up offensively. So. We'll see if that. He's staying. Do you know if he's sticking around? He is, right? Yeah, he is. He is. Okay, yeah. good. I, I think I think it's going to continue more of the same in terms of the offense. 
Uh, defensively, they also made some some big moves. They drafted Trevon Diggs, who is e he's going to be replacing Byron Jones, who is their main corner. Uh, Byron Jones is on the Dolphins now, just adding to that AFC East secondary. Uh, but Trevon Diggs was a pretty big uh, prospect coming out of uh, college. So we'll see how he does. They took him with their second round pick. Uh, they also signed Gerald McCoy, who unfortunately got injured. I don't think he's going to be playing. Did you guys see that video? It was insane. No, I didn't. Did, uh, Andy Ishes? Gerald McCoy had ruptured his quadricep in practice, and they had like a rep of – it was literally just doing shadow movements. You know how like defensive linemen kind of go against each other? And he was just walking, and then his – Left leg just explodes in pain. It's like very, very insane. It's yeah. pretty, pretty, pretty weird to watch. They had to cut him, right? Yeah, they. they yeah. He, had, he actually had a quadriceps injury clause in clause, his contract. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so great job to the medical team for scouting yeah. that, I guess. But like, yeah, that's unfortunate because he was uh, he would have been really big for their uh, run defense. Uh, but they also got Don Terry Poe, who is a huge body. Um, so we'll see how we'll see how that defensive line is gonna. Hold up. They still have what Jalen Smith there. Um, Leighton Van Der Esch. Leighton Van Der Esch yeah. at, run, at a linebacker. So, do they still have Sean Lee? Is he, is he like, yeah, he's is still he not playing roster. anymore? I don't know if he's, okay. he's on the roster. I mean, he's kind of been observed by Leighton Van Der Esch, so I don't think yeah, he has yeah, Leighton Van Der Esch has taken his spot, basically. Um, yeah. One big yeah. name that I think is from their training camp is uh, Alton Smith. Oh right! Yeah, oh, that's right. They have Alden Smith. That's another. Yeah, we were talking about uh, talking about Earl Thomas earlier, right? Yeah. Some off-field issues. Hey, I hope he. I hope he figured his stuff out because man, he was in. He was in a really bad space. Yeah, um, but took a couple he's, years um, off. He seems to be all right now, and the Cowboys are saying he's playing exceptionally well in training camp, so he could be on the come up. Yeah, I mean he's thirty, so we'll see if he's still like, uh, yeah, still gonna play up to that level that he's that we're used to seeing from him. Um, but yeah, that's another huge presence on the defensive line. Demarcus Lawrence. Yeah, Demarcus. Oh, I said Jalen Smith, not Demarcus yeah, Lawrence. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. So this defense is full of names. Like top five, like you said last year, top five defense last year, top five offense. It's the talent is all there, and to top it all off. So what went wrong? Was just clutch time I feel they like, didn't perform? Yeah. So to, okay, well, here, if, if we're talking about cr- like crunch time not performing, uh, maybe losing it at the. Uh, like in one possession games, they might have also addressed that by signing Greg the leg. Uh, they now have <laughs> oh. Greg Zerline as their kicker, who is the best kicker in the league, in my opinion, still. Uh, so we'll see. Who knows? A kicker can make a huge difference. And if they lose these, uh, if their close games last year was what was taking them down, then Greg can be a huge... I think, I, if I remember correctly, the book on them last year was that they would absolutely clap really bad teams and then not play well at all against good teams, which is why their counting stats, like yards allowed, average yards per game and yards allowed, got them into the top five because they would just inflate them against the Dolphins and the Giants and the Jets and stuff like that. And then they would get you know destroyed by the Patriots. And uh, I don't know, who, who, what other good teams do they play? The Packers. But the, I think yeah. they won that game. I mean, anyway. some games that kind of portray their season are losses to the Redskins. I mean, the Washington team. Washington. Washington. <laughs> and the uh, they, they, lost, they lost to the Titans. They lost to the... Yeah, they have um, the really just wacky losses. I mean, losses. we were watching the Bills game, right? And it just wasn't... Yeah, yeah. Bills are a good what team. We, yeah. Yes, but it was just poor play on the Cowboys part. That I just don't think... They just weren't consistent, to be honest. Which doesn't make any sense. So they put that much talent together, and it's all good talent. They all fit together. See, yeah, my issue with the Cowboys is every year I think they have a solid lineup. 
you know, one of the top most offensive lines, you know, good playmakers on both sides, but their coaching just can't put them in, you know, consistent playoff contention. And that's so then just... now, now if you're the Cowboys front office and you're looking at whether or not maybe after the season to extend Dak Prescott, I hate to get into this argument again and again, but like, if you can't do it with this roster, like, come on, yeah. he's not the answer. No, I think, I mean, it might just be coaching at that point. Like, yeah, so the, I think they took the first step there by firing Garrett and seeing what's going to happen. No, but like, you were with constant. Mike McCarthy, though. Like, yeah, that's that's my thing. Like, it's such a lateral move. I don't think got that, a cousin of Sean McVay <laughs> or something like that. Yeah, okay. they should have gotten someone a little different. I don't, I don't know if again, like, if you can blame any kind of, I don't know, I don't know if you can put all the blame on Prescott if they struggle again this year because it doesn't feel like they made a huge move. Really, they took the right decision by firing Garrett, but. Like the the move after that was not the right one in my opinion. Yeah, they just went back to square one all over again. Yeah. Uh. So I mean, we'll see. I mean, a new it's a new guy though, right? It's not he's not going to be exactly like Jason Garrett. He might bring something new to the team. So. Uh, we'll see. I, mean, I, I know Aaron Rodgers was frustrated with him when he was yeah. uh, with uh, Mike McCarthy when he was there. So yeah. I mean, if if you got a legend uh, frustrated, but Aaron Rodgers uh, is, a, is like a he 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 wants to have control over the offense and he wants to freelance and stuff. That is like true. That. That is that is very true. Yeah. Prescott are not necessarily the same kinds of quarterbacks, so yeah. maybe maybe they fit I mean, together. Mike McCarthy won a Super Bowl too, so we'll see. Whatever it is, it's going to be good for your fantasy team. Yeah, Pick any I, of these guys. Yeah, I feel oh, like yeah. like obviously you have Zeke being a wide running back one, Amari is a wide receiver one. I feel like this team is just full of great offense. Dak, and that Dak is a great good. fantasy option. Oh yeah, well, that will, he will throw forever. <laughs> that was my guy last year. So uh, yeah, I I don't really think they're going to make. I don't think this season is going to be much different from last season, though. I mean, they made a really a bunch of good moves, but they all feel like moves that keep them where they were instead of taking them down. So, uh, yeah, eight I have, them, I have them winning seven. the division at ten and six. That's my prediction. I think yeah, this team. I think this team has just far too much talent, you know, to not get ten wins out of it. So it's going to be yeah. between them and the Eagles, but I got them for me. Yeah, I mean, last year it's the same, same, same. Uh, same just two story, words right? up. Two wins up. Yep. So, uh, yeah, we'll see. Uh, any anything else you want to add to this, or should we move on to the division winners? I mean, yeah, you brought up Dak, so I think we can move on to the Eagles. Um, so the main reason I think the Eagles are just will do better uh, than the uh, Cowboys is just Carson Wentz in general. I think he's just a better leader leader for his team than Dak, and his performance at least last year proved that. Um, they were at one point five and seven, and very far away from making the playoffs. But you know, four wins in a row from like Carson Wentz carrying this team on their back with no receivers whatsoever to help him. You know, injured Deshaun Jackson, injured Alshon Jeffrey, and he just basically carried this team on his back and put them with the nine and seven record and you know into the playoffs. Um, in terms of what this roster has right now, uh. They kept the same wide receivers they had uh, last year they with Deshaun Jackson and Austin Jeffrey. So I think it's good for depth, but it's definitely a worry that if these guys can stay healthy for the entire season. They did draft Jalen Rager uh, in the first round, so he's something to look in training camp, uh, whether or not he can be a solid option for Carson Wentz. Uh, so the bright spots on this offense are um, definitely their offensive line with uh, you know Lane Johnson, Jason Kelsey, Jason Peters. 
solid players. Uh, one of their guards, Torrey's Achilles, uh, Brandon Brooks. He was really good. Yeah, that's a huge yeah, yeah, yeah. So, okay, so the concept there is that he did get injured, but uh, Jason Peters what is taking his place. concept is there had to be? No, okay. so, the concept, so the concept is Jason Peters is taking his place, and their first-round draft pick from last year, Andre Dillard, is now starting at left tackle. Okay, that's interesting. So I think they're still in good shape. Uh, obviously, their uh, most important asset is Carson Wentz. Um, as long as he can stay healthy, I think this offense should be in good condition. Uh, obviously, Zach Ritz has been a consistent uh, top-tier tight end for the past three or four years. So I think that's okay. Uh, the biggest, um, you could say, hype around considering this offense is with Miles Sanders. Uh, some think he's like one going to be like a top-five running back next year. Um, some think he's definitely a bust, but I think he's talented. Uh, I don't know if he necessarily has the ability to be a three-down back for this team, but um, we'll find out soon. In yeah, three I weeks. don't know if they need him to be that also, right? They yeah, have, I mean, uh, they still have Boston, Boston Scott, Scott. Yeah. and then yeah. Corey Clement, I think. He, he contributed a bit last year as well. Yeah, so I mean, I think Moss Sanders, uh, you know, he had a solid season last year as a rookie, so I think everyone was on board with him being their full-time running back. And then at a training camp, their running backs coach and Doug Peterson mostly talked about how he's going to be their guy moving forward. And so, I mean, obviously coaches always say that, but, you know, we'll have to find out, obviously. Uh, on defense, uh, they still have solid players, you know, on different sides. The most important um, addition they have this year is Darius Slay, whom they traded for with the Lions. He is, I think, one of the top cornerbacks in the league. I think he also is now the highest paid cornerback in the league after his trade. So that he should definitely improve their secondary, which was one of their weaknesses last year. Uh, their strengths should be their defensive line with Fletcher Cox, Brandon Graham. So I think overall this team has solid weapons on both sides. Uh, and I think they should finish above the Cowboys just based off Carson Wentz. So I do see them as a 9-7, so, 10-6. So what? 9-7, so the same record as last year? I think, I mean, yeah, I don't think they can... I won't, I won't for sure say that they'll do better because that leap requires significant improvement on Yeah, and, and they didn't improve much much at all yeah. uh, on, on either side. Yeah, I, I see your point. Okay, so the, con- yeah. so the thing that's good for them is that last year they were definitely undermanned with a rookie running back and a lot of injuries in their wide receiver core. So I think if they can still stay healthy, they should definitely do better than... Last year. Yeah, I'm yeah. a huge, huge, huge believer in Carson Wentz. Um, I, yeah, you touched on it perfectly. We were just talking about Dak and what he did with all those weapons. Well, Carson Wentz basically did even better without any weapons. He was throwing to Greg Ward at the end of the year. And, uh, yeah, granted he had Sackers and Dallas Goddard, but still, man, that that's a perfect example of a quarterback that can do everything. He can... Be mobile if you need him to. He can extend the play. He can make the right read. He's got a strong arm, a prototype frame. Uh, I think he really panned out. I think he's definitely the best quarterback in his class. I'm a huge fan. Uh, and as long as he's there and he's healthy, which has maybe been the only knock on him so far, the Eagles will be very fine. But as, as far as the NFC East thing, I just think the Cowboys have too much talent and not that much of a drop-off at the quarterback spot that they take this division. I mean, they also the Eagles also drafted Jalen Hurts, right? Who's another big quarterback prospect. Got yeah, a lot of people, yeah, scratching yeah. their heads on that one. Uh, I don't think, like, I don't know. What do you make of that 
I don't really know why they did that. Yeah, it's a weird move. Um, yeah, I have, I have uh, no clue what, what they did with I'm that. I'm scratching my head. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm literally scratching my head right now. So, uh, yeah, he's like a mobile Is he going to replace Carson Wentz in the future? Like, it's why would you even want to do that? Like, Carson Wentz is know. like your – it's like a similar to the Jordan Love situation in that, you know, you have – I mean, Carson Wentz is a little injury prone, but, like, man, if he's not on the field, then you're not winning games. So Jalen Hurts isn't going to change that. You're like, what situation would the Eagles be okay with Jalen Hurts being their quarterback in the next exactly. – one or two I don't, years, I don't it doesn't make sense. Uh, I mean, the only, the only explanation, something. yeah, the only explanation I can understand for that is like, yeah, Carson Wentz gets hurt so much, so they're just banking on Carson Wentz getting hurt, and then they're banking on Jalen Hurts being able to pick up the, the like where right where he left off. And yeah, still I mean, back, backup quarterback is a valuable position. Uh, the Eagles did prove that almost single handedly. Yeah, with new players, <laughs> but um. Uh, valuable enough to spend a second rounder that you, in all cases, hope never see the field. Come on, you don't yeah. you don't hope that your second round pick never sees the field. Uh, I don't know. I uh, actually don't think he is the backup right now. I think Nate Sudfield might win that spot. <laughs> oh my god! No, I think I think in the depth chart, uh, Nick Foles is still number is number two. Right? Not Nick Foles. Or sorry, not Nick Foles. Jalen Hurts. Yeah. But yeah, I, I don't really see the point. Because they could have yeah. used that on so many other things. So. I know. Like, they have so many deficiencies. Like, bolster up the secondary. Because that thing was getting yeah. torn apart last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I said before, Darius Slayton caught uh, 150 yards and two touchdowns <laughs> against him. Yeah, and Amari <laughs> Cooper always has the annual Eagles game, right? Where he goes off for 200 yards and two touchdowns. Yeah. yeah. So, I don't know. It's a hey, Darius Slay, man. Darius Slay. He'll do everything. <laughs> I mean, he'll help for sure, but come on, man. That's another example of me just I just don't understand what. Yeah, and I think they lost Malcolm Jenkins this year too, or this off season. I, I he was a huge part of their their defense. Hmm. Who's the linebacker on that team? Like name a linebacker. Um, right now their depth chart. I'm looking has... at their depth chart. Nathan Gary, uh, yeah, or we... Jerry. I don't know. T.J. Edwards, Duke who? Riley. Who? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Have <laughs> I heard Greg Barnett? Have you heard that name before? Oh, he's the guy that strip sack Brady. I think, right, Prime? Barnett, Derek Barnett. I don't know. He, I, he's I not on that. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's him. Number nine. Like, and, and oh, he's a, he's a defensive end though. Yeah. Yeah. Oh wait, no, 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 yeah. So they only have. Yeah, no, they really don't have anyone. Yeah, their that. defensive line is solid. Uh, yeah, that guy like, Fletcher. But like, still, uh, I think Brandon I think you need a good linebacking unit, especially in this league with pass catching running backs and stuff like that. And you need to be able to stop the run, fly around, make tackles, cover, and they got nothing. So, I mean, at least so far. But yeah. yeah, this defense is not going to be a strong suit. They could have addressed that, but I guess they didn't. Yeah. Uh, nope. I mean, yeah. So, really, do you think the Cowboys are winning this division? Yeah, it'll be close. Just uh, Carson Wentz is going to, you know, do his best. I I wouldn't be surprised if they make the playoffs, but I just think the Cowboys are are good. I think they're really good, and uh, mm-hmm. maybe maybe they figure it out. You know, why not this year? You know, why not? The Cowboys. <laughs> why not us? Why not us? <laughs> Although I'm not a Cowboys fan in any wedger, I just. Uh, I just, it's it's baffling that this team. I, I want to see them put them all together. Oh, I want to see it happen. You know. Yeah, yeah. They're, yeah. they're, they're a fun team to watch. Uh, but yeah, if you put Carson Wentz on this team, they win a Super Bowl. That's my that's my take. Mm-hmm. Carson. I mean, Wentz is yeah, so the talent good. is so there. Is the talent is there to win a Super Bowl? Like everywhere, they just need. I don't know. This, this like, division the, just hurts. The most important thing in like for a football team is coaching, and then the quarterback. Quarterback yeah. and then coaching, I think. 
actually. Okay, the other sure. Way That's my opinion. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, if that's the issue, then that's the issue. But <laughs> great point. Great point. There's nothing, <laughs> I, there's nothing else you can do at that point. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I, I think the I think the the Eagles can still win this division. Uh, East just has them winning. Yeah. Um, yeah. Carson wins. Just yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised at all. I wouldn't be surprised at all. Yeah, he does. I, I wouldn't be surprised. Exactly the same. But uh, come on, Dak, do something. Yeah. Poke you with the stick. Do something. <laughs> do something, Dak. Do something. Yeah. All right. That is going to wrap up our discussion on the NFC East, and that is going to do it for us today. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to support the podcast, check the link in the Spotify. Uh, and we will catch you all in the next episode. See ya! <laughs>